Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Father God, you have won the victory. Therefore, we stand upon your word, we stand upon your promises, and your word is yes and amen tonight. Oh God, let your anointing come down upon this place and break every yoke in Jesus' mighty name. Father, have your way tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God in this place. Praise the Lord. Let us get to the Word and let me just see who's not here. Okay, praise God. You know, you look wonderful. You look on fire. Amen. It's time to be on fire for our God. You know, it's time to stand up and praise His name in your life. It is time to go to the next level. It is time. <laughs> it is time. Oh, it's, it's very difficult actually to wait the whole weekend if we should minister the Word of God. Pastor Jock had his turn, but there's a fire burning in this place. I, I'm, I'm experiencing a serious heavy anointing upon the people here tonight. So may the Lord have His perfect way here. The Lord is about to do great things in the lives of people here. Amen, amen. But let me get to the Word. My title, Running the, Your Mouth, or Running the Mouth. <laughs> That's a worldly term, to run the mouth. You know what it means? It means to speak. It means to speak, to give your peace of mind to a situation. But basically, it means to have an opinion. How many of you have an opinion? Don't put up your hands. <laughs> I should have said that first. The number one thing in a person's life as a Christian, as a spirit-filled, born-again believer, is to never have an opinion about anything in your life. Let me qualify that. The Word of God is the only opinion I need. And it's usually our opinions that gets us deep into trouble. Because there's no person here tonight that fully agrees with the person next to you. Let me say that. If we were to sit down and really speak our heart, it would be very evil. <laughs> we might find out that the person with a smile on a Sunday is not the person with a smile on a Monday. I think many times Pastor Harold mentioned that, you know, we as pastors should actually go to your workplaces and to go investigate whether you have an opinion, whether you are living your smile. Amen. Because many people, you know, my greatest battle in my personal life, my greatest battle is my mouth. How many of you battle with your mouth? Okay, there's just a couple of hands here. 
But I want to quickly take you to Luke 10 from verse... This is just an intro verse for tonight. Luke 10 from verse... Let's take it to verse 17. Luke 10, 17. Then the 70 returning with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you believe that? Do you really believe what the Word of God is saying to the church tonight, today in this age? I give you authority. Do you see authority? No. Do you see power? No. But yet authority and power is in speech. How is it possible that Peter denied the Lord here and just 50 days later, he stood on that mountaintop and he gave the most significant speech a person could give. You know, Pentecost is truly all about speech. There came a day where God gave his spirit and a certain speech happened. And the empowerment of this church, the Lord's church, happened there. But that is left for Pentecost, where a lot of speakers will speak about Pentecost. But I am challenging every believer here. One thing I have realized is that our speech is connected to the anointing of the Holy Spirit on our lives. It is quite impossible to speak one thing and expect the Holy Spirit to do a different thing. If you want the Spirit of God to be operative in your life, then a person basically becomes silent. One thing I've learned from our senior pastor, he's the one person I know that he's actually extremely silent. We work with Pastor Harold. He doesn't talk a lot, but when he speaks, we know there's power. And that power comes from somewhere. That power in a person's life, activated by the Holy Spirit, comes from a life fully devoted to only give speech by the Holy Spirit. And you can see if the Holy Spirit is in charge of a person's personal life. Because that's where the speech of our lives is empowered. The only reason I am married for 32 years is because of my speech. <laughs> where, church, do you think hardness of heart comes from? It starts in the heart of man where the speech becomes hard and then causes hard hearts. 
And we need to break up our hearts before God, before the power will flow. The greatest blockage in our lives are words. Simple words. The words that we speak. Words, it has life. Do you know that? That the word of God and we've said that this through all of the years. The word of God in his mouth is as powerful on our mouths. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. You see, the only thing that hurts us is our confession when it doesn't line up with our speech. When our personal lives are sorted, we become controlled beings. We become power-assisted beings by simply counting our words. So I need to ask you, see, our words determines whether we are half-hearted or fully into it. Your words, your doubts, your fears, if it's not fully surrendered to the control of God, this world will always push you in a corner. But it's time for us to stand up and speak the most powerful words we've ever spoken in our lives. Because you have authority and power in the name of Jesus. You have it. Every single person, you have it. And you reign by those words. But let me take you to James 3, quickly. James 3. You know, the book of James is basically the Proverbs of the New Testament. The book of James. And I want to listen to a man that spent most of his years next to a perfect brother. This is James, the Lord's brother, who wrote this. If there's one person in this whole book that could write about speech, it was James. And James lived with a perfect brother who never set his foot wrong. And from this power, James wrote the book of James. That's deep revelation. It's Proverbs for our daily lives. And James said the following, Look at the ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. The direction you find yourself in is the direction your rudder took you. If you're in the wrong place, basically what it means is that your rudder needs adjustment. And we know that the rudder is the tongue. The tongue is a muscle. It consists of different muscles. It can do anything in your mouth. But the greatest thing it does is to release or control speech. The world would be perfect if God were to take away our tongues tonight immediately. 
We would, have, we would have, you know, imagine, Doc, come to see you for a visit and we're silent. <laughs> it's the tongue that gets us into deep trouble. It's the tongue that takes the totality of our lives and steers it in a direction. And if the direction you find yourself in is not according to the word of God, check your tongue. Check it today, tonight. I had a hard time to preach this message because my wife and my family knows whether this tongue is under control. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. So how great a forest, a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, a world of willful sin. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the body and sets on fire the course of nature and sets on fire hell itself. One word, I still remembered a specific word someone gave me when I was 19 years old. And all my life I have battled with those words that a certain man spoke to me. And I didn't want to prove him right or wrong. I took the day it all made sense to me was the day that this book came into being. And basically, I sur started surrendering my tongue for the words of God. If the word of God is not found in your heart, it is not found on your lips. If the word of God is not spoken, it means nothing. Why are people going to hell? It's because the church is silent about God's word. Because we have too many opinions. Opinion about this one in the workplace and that one. We should not look upon the sin of man. We should look upon the salvation of man with our lips. If I cannot say a positive word-based thing to a person, I need to keep quiet. Because I have the ability with my tongue to send someone to hell, literally. Therefore, if I'm invited to a family party, I go, no matter how much alcohol is there. <laughs> if, you know, we, we too holy, but our speech are full of holes. We should be like the Lord Jesus. We should be with the tax collector. Any tax collectors here tonight? Okay, how many accountants? No, leave it there. <laughs> we, as the body of Christ, you know, our cells are now busy with outreaches. Our cells are busy to go out and have harvest events. The only requirement in the cells it's basically to go out and talk. To go out and make your speech known. You have power on your lips, in your words. 
I challenge you tomorrow as you go into the world. I challenge you with a lovely attitude. Go and tell the first person you meet about Jesus Christ. The first person. I put this challenge out to you. You know, when I worked in the world, that's the hard challenge that I put on myself. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm never going to talk to you about it because I'm too shy. So I'm putting challenges out to me. The first person I'm going to meet, I'm going to tell them about you. And it's quite amazing how the Holy Spirit sends people. You see, when you go with prepared speech, prepared speech is that I know that I have power to trample. Trampling is a wonderful thing. Trampling is basically speech. Because you cannot, how many of you have seen Satan? I have not. But yet it says here upon demons and we need to trample upon it, you know. Do that. So if I cannot find him, how do I do that? And then the word doesn't make sense. It means by the power of the Holy Spirit upon your words, you enter situations and bring the power of God into those situations. That is what it means. But you see, many people are doing the ballerina, ballerina dance. When you speak with authority, I'm not going to do it. Got you, church. Tiptoe. That's the furthest I'll go. But we need, as the body of Christ, you have an anointing. You know all things. You'll be quite amazed if you enter situations, if you enter conversations, how the Holy Spirit will put things in your mind and on your lips. And if you've never experienced it, it is the most wonderful thing to have a plan and to say, my workplace, I'm going to do some trampling. My time is nearly up. You know, it was a time I got a promotion in the workplace and they made me the boss and they gave me the worst office in Johannesburg to work in. And there's a lot of witchcraft in that place. And every single thing went wrong. <laughs> the moment I stepped into it, it all messed up. And then I knew this place needs the right speech. And then the battle started. One of my brothers and I in the workplace, we started praying intensely every single day. Until the, when the Holy Spirit showed us one morning, the Holy Spirit literally said, walk, walk, walk. Go left, go to this cupboard, open it up. Here's all the witchcraft. You see, if we don't take a stand with our speech, it's something creative. We're releasing the Spirit by the Holy Spirit. You become such a dangerous being in your life. But we cannot hide anymore. We cannot be timid anymore. The devil should be timid. Whenever you wake up in the morning, what does the enemy say? He's a ballerina. Leave him alone. That's nothing. 
Or does the enemy take notice of you? Look also at the ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder. A very small rudder that controls your life, that controls your spirituality, that controls your miracles, that controls the purposes of God in your life. A small thing. I love what someone said. Your thoughts become words. Your words become actions. And your actions determine your quality of life. And it all starts with a thought that becomes a word, that becomes an action, that becomes quality. And that quality you are experiencing by the intention of your attitude. When we don't have an attitude adjustment to be only in the Word of God, to dedicate my life, my work, my family, my marriage, my finances, everything should be controlled by the Word of God. When it's not controlled, you are out of control. And I am out of control. You see, the, your words are a mirror of your heart. Literally, your words reflect what is basically happening in your heart and your attitude equals fruit. Your attitude determines whether you are a fruitful person or not. So if the attitude adjustment is made, the words are corrected and then you make a covenant with yourself. Job said, you know, Job, I love it when, when there's practical things to do. Job basically said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look upon another woman. That's real stuff. That's the stuff we need to do. See in a day how many words you speak. I tried Siri this afternoon. <laughs> I said to Siri, I actually just wanted to check if they're checking up on me. Siri, how many words have I spoken today? You know what Siri said? I don't understand you. <laughs> you see, God's miraculous power is released from the mouth towards your life. We need to be serious about our mouths. The seven sons of Sceva, they quickly met up. If you're in the wrong place, when your mouth is in the wrong place, they wanted to cast out a demon and the demon said, that one I know, that one I know, but who are you? Is the spiritual dimension taking you seriously? Or do they know that for every statement you make, there'll be a counter statement? You know, uh, by the blood of Jesus, you know, by his stripes, I am healed. Then you get that first pain. Mm. Oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> How, what, what kind of life is that? You know, oh, I have a headache. My father died of a brain and... Ooh. I mean, do you know how many suggestions comes to our lives from the demonic realm? 
Most negative things actually do not come from yourself. It is suggestions we accept. And when you take it, it's yours. Deal with it. See how the enemy controls your life. I really believe God, my words are connected to God's character. Therefore, I need to be careful. You see, we are made in the image of God. If our words do not reflect his character, we need to be silent and go and meditate fast and pray like we've never prayed before. If someone spoke something about you and your life and it's out of line with God's word, reject it tonight immediately. Every single word. See, our lives are like wheelbarrows. It's full of stuff. But if it goes nowhere, <laughs> what's the purpose of the wheelbarrow? We should take our load and move forward. You know, take the word of God and move forward. Challenge yourself. You know, whether next time you feel ill, you feel sick, or the person next to you, pray for that person. I've always said this testimony of mine. When I went to my first, first hospital visit, visitation, number, the first one, I was so fearful to walk inside that hospital and here's a room full of people and literally just slipped in. But I had in my heart the word of God and I believed what I believe and God healed the person. Can you imagine if the church of God activates itself by the fire of God's word over their lips, the kind of damage you will do, you will truly do. See, but you need to be on fire. Your mouth need to be on fire. Your mouth need to be, and how do you get your mouth on fire? There's only one way, and that's prayer. Truly. There's no other way to get your mouth on fire. It's to be serious about God's word, Separate yourself and pray until something happens in you. And when nothing happens, then you fast. And then when nothing happens, then I don't know who's going to help you. <laughs> because I know his word is true. His word is alive. It works. 1 Timothy 6. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pilate. There's a good confession we need to confess about our lives. And here, lay hold, confess the good confession of Jesus Christ in the presence of many witnesses. Are you still shy about your Christianity? How many, don't put up your hand, but how many of you are shy? <laughs> Ooh, you see, Jesus hung on the cross naked. How on earth can I be shy about my confession? It's impossible. But we need to take control of our tongues. I have a scripture here. 1 Peter 3, 8 says, Finally, all of you be what of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tender-hearted, 
be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this. So if you don't know your calling and the calling that is upon your life, start with your speech. Your speech takes you towards your calling. But if it's silence, you won't go anywhere in life as a Christian. It says here, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit the blessing, for he would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from speaking evil and his lips from deceit. Many times, our speech, it gives our character away. So many times we cannot confess the name of Jesus Christ because we talk like the world and we act like the world. We are basically Christians who wants heaven without on this side showing forth that I'm saved. Showing forth that I know Jesus Christ. But the person that do confess him. You see, what, what's the scripture of your life? If we were to send the mic around, the scripture of your life usually determines where you, know, where you will end. But I have made a very simple scripture, my life scripture, after Matthew 6 verse 33. How many of you have Matthew 6 33 as your beginning scripture? So many people. But the scripture that gives me life is the following. Do you want to hear it? Hebrews 13 from verse 5 and 6. It says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That scripture I take every day wherever I go. Lord, you're next to me. It's a simple confession. Lord, you're next to me. In counseling, Lord, you're next to me. I think every person I've ever counseled, I said, the Lord is with us here in this room. He's listening. And then people usually say, are you serious? No, 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 I'm, I'm very serious. <laughs> That's the scripture. But then it says here, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? And... Finally, we come now to the end. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore, by him let us continually offer sacrifice of praise to God, that the fruit of our lips giving thanks in his name. The fruit of our lips. There's a scripture that says, God has created the fruit of our lips. God has created you in a unique way but he's created you to be fruitful. And fruitfulness starts with the mouth. If the mouth is running, the mouth is full of nonsense. I'm holding back what I wanted to say. See, David was looking, David. What did, what did David basically do? He made a confession. That young boy made a confession. He identified the problem 
and the problem was circumcision. And then he basically spoke to that, to the covenant God had with him. The Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. The Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. If there's fear in your life, that is not from God. That is a Goliath telling you to shut up. What are the things in your life that's basically keeping you silent? What sin? What thing? I have yet to see people being fruitful who have very sinful lives. But if you remove the sin and you deal with wickedness, what is wickedness? Wickedness is godlessness. If we deal with the godless speech, then the empowerment comes. Then we start walking on water and we'll make the right confessions over our lives. See, but David, he came in on the last day after 40 days, after 40 days of saying to the, to the army, to an army, every morning Goliath came out. When something comes out against your morning and wants to suggest to you in your workplace, in your finance, whatever it is, Invite new speech into that thing and release by the power of God's Holy Spirit new speech. Otherwise, why do we pray in tongues? Praying in tongues is building up our most holy faith. So if the faith level is not right, the praying in tongues, there's no praying in tongues. There should at least be, I'm going to be generous now. There should at least be Wait, I'm bringing it down. There should at least be an hour praying in tongues on a daily basis in your life. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Serious. We go towards Pentecost. I'm challenging every Christian tonight to pray in tongues for an extended time in the next two weeks. Because that prepares our hearts for what God wants to do. How many of you will do it? I'm challenging you. So church, 2 Kings 4.26 says, basically there was a woman and look at her speech. She got her promised child. The prophet came to her. The prophet asked her, even though her child died, the prophet asked her, how is it with you? And she said, it is well. It is well. It is actually very well with us in this nation in the world, in the circumstances we are living in. It is well with us. We should have thankful hearts because a thankful heart is an open well. But the moment we plug it with negativity, with hard words, with things that God doesn't bless, you cannot curse something and expect it to be blessed. It is basically impossible. So, Like a turtle, 
You know, a turtle goes nowhere if his head is not stuck out. It's time to open the mouth. It's time to get ready so that God could do a new thing in our lives. But it will never happen if our speech doesn't match up with the word of God. Amen. Let's bow our heads. If you have come to this place tonight and you basically say in your heart, I'm not right with God. I know I'm not right. I'm not at the right place. I don't want to go to hell. I do not want to burn forever with fire. Then the Lord is speaking to you tonight. If you know you are not right with God tonight, I want you by an act of faith, please raise your hands to, towards me. Yes, I see those hands. Keep it up, keep it up. You see, the devil is a liar. The devil is trying to keep you in bondage. Raise those hands high. I see your hands, that's it, excellent. The Lord is helping you raising your hands. If you have come here tonight and you know you have once served God and you know you are not right with God, I want you to raise up your hands as well. Raise those hands. Yes, I see hands. Yes, this is the Spirit of God working in people's lives. Yes, raise those hands high. And you say, I don't want to go to hell. Please, those people, please stand up for me. Please stand up. I see, I see you. Please stand up. Stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. The Lord is seeing you tonight. The Lord wants to help you tonight. Please come to the front and bring your belongings with. Please come here. Excellent. That is why we have church here on a Sunday. Praise God. Let's give them time. Let's give them time. Excellent. Thank you, brother. All right, please lift up your hands in the presence of God. I want you to pray after me. Say the following words. Father God, I pray tonight, please forgive me of all of my sins and wash me in the blood of Jesus. I tonight repent of all sin. I come to you, Father, and I thank you tonight that your Son, Jesus Christ, is now Lord of my life. Lord, tonight, please write my name in the book of life. I repent and I turn to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.